Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week on YouTube. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most podcast players. We hope you enjoy the episode. I'm going to make the most of these, I would say, semi-comfortable seats right now, Tony, because my afternoon is going to get a lot more uncomfortable. Why? Where are you going? Straight after this, <laughs> I'm off to pick up an Aventador Ultimae for Oh, the week. no. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, this is very embarrassing Can't to you put admit, them I seats think. in? I'm going to take, take these <laughs> armchairs with me. It's quite, I don't think it's embarrassing to me. I don't know. I have a, a hernia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the funniest thing I've ever said. That's funnier than the earthquake. <laughs> Why is that so funny to you? Because so it'll funny? be uncomfortable and you'd be squirming in pain. I think because the amount of time I spend behind the wheel, those long distance road trips, yeah, yeah. it just ruined my body. So I have this hernia now and the doctor specifically said it's as a result of what you should avoid are like sports seats in cars. And I was like, okay, no problem. Yeah, um, I'll change my job then. Literally. And at the moment it's really playing up because carrying the baby for some reason activates or, or makes the hernia pop out. And uh, so, yeah, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh God, the hernia is like playing up. And I thought, oh my God, I'm about to go. You can get it removed though, right? You can, but it's proper operational. Like, right. like you have to really go into surgery and it's a couple of weeks recovery. And I was like, I don't, I don't have that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's manageable, but obviously the worst case scenario is your hernia pops and I think you die. So I've got to be slightly careful. You know what I mean? I mean, that's not really that funny. Not that amusing. So, um, but I am quite terrified because last time I spent more than an hour or so in an Aventador, I borrowed the Aventador S in Italy for the weekend and I was so uncomfortable and sort of miserable in terms of comfort. I didn't want to drive the vehicle. <laughs> I left it parked outside the hotel. The Like, unless we were going to a great driving road. Don't take one of them anyway. I, <laughs> I was like, I don't even want it. But unless you're going to Knightsbridge. The thing is, as we spoke about briefly, I think last week, Aventador is an icon. Yeah. It is a poster car. It's gone. It's the last chance. And this week, the F-Type is going to get prepared for a bit of a winter adventure. So I'm without a daily. And I thought, well, you know, I do have a GT3 and a 360 
and Vicky's X3. But hey, why not get an Aventador to use for the weekend stay? Oh no, do you in? Yeah, so I'm just going to live with it. I'm going to just use it for all the month. I'm, I'm just going to vlog my week with the Aventador. Right. Going to be awful. Terrible. <laughs> but I'm also like really excited. Do you know what I mean? Like you must get part X cars. The Taycan must be a good example. Things that you're like, Ugh, I got no interest. But then you're also kind of excited and intrigued to spend some time with it. No, I was I was genuinely interested in the Taycan, but no, unfortunately that bubble's gone for me. Really? Man. Yeah, long gone, mate. I, you I, don't get excited by I, nothing I, comes in. You go. I, I, honestly, I was having this conversation with Paul the other day on the phone. And I and I, this sounds really brattish and spoiled, but I literally do not get excited about cars anymore. Oh God! No, no, no. What I mean so is so good that we do a car podcast. Like no, but what I'm saying is I got the uh, I got the two nine six coming and it's imminent. Yeah. And Paul's going, oh, you must be excited. I'm not. No, but, but that's awful. It's awful. But I'm I'm not. Uh, do you know what I'm excited for? Please. That I'm something. E- I'm excited for what I'm going to do in it. That's what excites me about them. The actual car the piece of metal you you have you have to understand that i've been exposed to these bits of metal forever and you just we've said this before you just become immune to it and it become it's nothing to do with i'm not a petrolhead anymore i still like driving I still certain cars. I like driving certain. Cars. I think you love driving. I I do I actually think you love driving. But, but I love driving when we're away. I don't like driving in this country. I couldn't... Uh, well, if we can I, get into that because that was a rant you gave me at the weekend. <laughs> I'm happy to revisit if you want. But, but Jose, before we get there, I disagree, mate, because you do a lot of miles. Yeah. You do a ton of miles and you do a ton of miles in a van. I mean, sometimes you do it in a Range Rover or an RS6 or yeah, a Roma. Yeah, yeah. I've got the RS6 today, yeah. Yeah, you do miles. And I actually think, for example, should let's say some scenario happened where you lost your license or you couldn't drive for six oh, months. I'll be done in. I think you'd be lost. So you everyone s- would though. Yeah, of course. But driving. There's some of us, you know, you might not get excited by new cars or cars coming through or, or you know, getting behind the wheel of new cars anymore because you've been overexposed. But I think you do love driving no matter what it is. Even if it's something you don't like, I think you love driving. But I do... Uh- that that's true. Less so in this country because I drive because I need to drive because it's my job and I'm, the miles that I do. And maybe that's why it's a bit diluted because I do do so many miles every day. It's just a big part of my life. And if you took that away, of course I'd miss it. Um, but the bit I obviously do actually genuinely enjoy is when I go away, when I go abroad. Like I, I, I but I, I enjoy the experience of being away with you boys or my pals or whatever, more than actually being in the actual machine. Sure. Okay. So as long as it's a capable machine, you could be in any of them. It doesn't really like, if somebody says, join us next week and we're going to put you in, as long as it's half decent, you don't really care. Yeah. 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 I I wouldn't want to drive an old 1960s parlour toilet. But but you yeah, might be pleasantly surprised. No, mate. I wouldn't be, mate. Because what it, about a Gullwing? What about an original Mercedes 300 SL Gullwing? Yeah, but I would. But but that would be a different drive, wouldn't it? Yeah, you take you take so, a young lady with you. Oh, a young just, one. Just why, why she got to be young? Well, if you've got a Gullwing, <laughs> it can't be an old lady. You look terrible. It's got to be someone young. What about an appropriately aged woman? Well, yeah, the predator. 
<laughs> but no, uh, this way I'll end up taking Molly in the castle. <laughs> but uh, I think, yeah, it's about being in a car surrounded by similar cars. Because yeah, every trip is different. Just, we spoke about it when we've done Rate My Rides and yeah. we've spotted like old 1970s Alfa Romeos and gone, Ew, that would be lovely just to drive around Lake Coma. Yeah. So, you know, there's a car for every occasion. But do you think, in summary... There's, there's a truth in the fact of don't make your passion your job because you will lose some of that passion. Yeah, you just lose that... You just lose that spark of... I, I can't say that, that I hate cars now and, I, and I'm not a petrolhead because that's not true because if I, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be sitting here, firstly, and um, I wouldn't do my job anymore. Uh, uh, you know, so I do still, I do still have a have a love for it, but it, it it's not like it used to be for sure, hundred percent. But to yeah, to to combat that and to give you a, a bit of a break, you know, you you go to way more car meets than I do in the UK, for sure. You, I've tried not to go to them as well. Well, no, but you do, you do, and you 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 actively plan trips away with your mates stuff like that, and so you do cover a lot of miles. I think from my side, I, I'm also the same. You know, if I look at it my overexposure to cars has changed the way that I feel or act around them. Yeah. I still, for me, any experience that is dynamic is always a pinch myself moment because I would far rather drive a horrific, like I would drive a diesel van to Norway tomorrow. I would just do it because like that's better than the office job I used to have in my mind. And it's an experience and it's cool and it's a memory and whatever. And and that for me, it's all about memories. And experiences, but so that's where me and you are different. I'd fly. You fly, fair enough. One hundred percent, I wouldn't drive there, not but in a van. In the last five years, doing what I do, what I've lost, which I wish I hadn't, is being excited when I just walked around a corner or into a room and saw something statically. Yeah, I, I have been fortunate enough to see so many cars yeah. in so many situations that, and I use this example quite a lot. I was in Paris last year did that trip with the F-Type, stayed at the amazing hotel, and I walked out of the lobby and there were two Chirons outside. And I went, ah, oh, cool. And then you walked past you weren't interested, yeah. Where five years ago, you lost your shit. I would have had a panic attack. Yeah, yeah. I would have made so much content. I would have, that's a whole video. That's a video in itself. Yeah, yeah. But I just simply don't have that same guttural reaction anymore because I have seen so many, and it's a ridiculous thing to say, but that is the life that we've ended up in. So I can still find things and I still... I'm excited and passionate about the majority of my experiences. But one thing I've lost is that, yeah, the spotting, this, you know, I driving around London, I saw a laugh came past me the other day and I was like, Oh, cool. Laugh. Look, I would have run four miles, chased that. Yeah. Bye bye Vicky. (laughs) So, um, it happens. It's overexposure. And and don't forget I'm 10 or 12 years in front of you as well. Yes. And you, Oh mate. And also you're, it's a business. Cars are coming and going. Yeah, but yeah. That's a very different to me. Yeah, I'm not yeah. buying and selling. I'm just looking. And without sounding big-headed, there's not really anything I haven't owned that I don't want as well. Oh. I've, t- I've ticked, I, but I have though, mate. I've 918 t- I, Spider. Yeah, that's the only car that I actually. Enzo. No, I don't want an Enzo. So, what? No, no, I do. No, I'd love an Enzo, but I can't afford one. So the the 918 is loads more achievable for me, and I will have one one day. When I when I buy, but that's the only car where I'd probably get really excited about. Yeah, but that but that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that that would that would be it. But that's more of like. Should we start a GoFundMe 
buy Tony a 918. And if we did it, we would promise to drive to every single subscriber's house and give them a ride. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. It's not, actually not a bad offer. And actually, you could have your money back when I finish with it. Hold well. on a sec. Let's do some maths. Let's do some quick man maths. So we've got, what's the YouTube channel these days? 50,000 subscribers? Yeah, a bit more. We need to increase that, guys. Come on. Yeah, come you, on. I, we see you watching. Just subscribe. Yeah. So 52.8 thousand subscribers. How much is a 900 grand for a... No. Uh, how much is 918 these pop, days? Uh, definitely a million quid now. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're in trouble here, guys. <laughs> Big trouble. <laughs> so everyone, actually, if everyone subscribed, contributed £20, we'd get a 918 for this channel, and we'd literally come to your house and give you a ride in it. That is not a bad offer. It's not a bad offer, but how would we, how would we get on if it was the other side of the world? Because there's people everywhere, mate. Because then we'd partner up with the legends at Cars Shipping, and we would take the 918 around the globe as a behind-the-glass tour. Yeah, that's what we Think about go. this. This would be an amazing promotional activity yeah. to increase viewership for the podcast. It's basically Drive the World 2.0 in a 918. In a hypercar. In a hypercar. Yeah. Without Vicky or my baby. Slightly awkward. But, but with me. <laughs> I can get them to fly <laughs> and meet us. But yeah, essentially going and visiting every one of our subscribers. I don't know if we would manage it in a year. I'm going to look at the demographics. I'm getting really excited about this. No, case. we couldn't manage. We Com- couldn't manage it in a year. No chance. Comment. I want to see what the wackiest country that because we have got we have got an, uh, uh, we have got to earn a living as well in between. No, no, this we would can't be a, take a no, sabbatical. No, no, it's a sabbatical, mate. It's mate. If our audience bought us a 918 Spider, you're taking a sabbatical. Am I? Come on, yeah. Because then you can flip at the end, get the profit. Can I work? Uh, can I work from my phone? Can I still work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phone? What is that? So here we go. What about uh, my daughter? Last. 365. Oh, we only see the top five countries. But this is basically the majority of our audience are UK, US, easy, Australia, easy, Canada, easy, and Germany. Easy. That is 62, 67, 70. That's 75% of our audience in those five countries. Perfect. Come on, people. Okay, genuinely, (laughs) if we get... It's actually a really good idea. such a good idea. If we get (laughs) 1,000 likes on this episode, how many likes do we usually get? Four. <laughs> Hold on. We get... Okay, no, more than that. Yeah. If we get 5,000 likes on this episode, we will start that GoFundMe page. Yeah. Really? Wow, we're getting a 918, mate. How I mean, uh, <laughs> everyone's got to give 20 quid. Come on, what's 20 quid? The it's only thing that These concern, days, it's a lot of money with the cost of living the, prices. Yeah. That's literally like, well, it's one light bulb in your house. But anyway, there's, a, there's only one thing that concerns me. There'll be one sod that lives in Syria, and I don't really fancy going there. Oh, I don't, mate. What's happening there is just a... I know. It's like like the... I actually... And I know these things happen all over the world, and not all of it gets the coverage that this particular crisis is getting, but as a human story, it is so hard to watch that footage and not just, like, be full of pain and sorrow and and hurt for... It's just shocking. Like, it is terrifying. And we are so lucky in this country... To not only not be uh, at risk of major uh, natural disasters. That Is it because often. it's on the it's on the it's on, on the fault it's three fault, fault lines fault lines yeah right. so three plates that come together and meet on a massive fault line right um, but also we've got amazing infrastructure here which they're not lucky enough to have done like you yeah. know through through a number of reasons just if it, it's a place that suffers earthquakes regularly yeah and none of those buildings were earthquake safe yeah and it's yeah it's so heartbreaking and upsetting to see and i think you know well i've done 
a little bit on, on my part, much as I, I thought I could do in, in terms of helping. I think it's all it's all we can do, right? It's all, yeah. it's all you can do is just try and try and offer help or send help or, or do whatever. And I know uh, it's just it's shocking. So yeah, it's terrible when you see the families and the oh children. Oh my god! That, yeah. Especially like that will hit home more with you now. You got a daughter. One million. It's like it's like the worst thing ever. Yeah. And the the. The other place that really suffers with it is uh, where we went, right? Uh, in LA. Well, and they got yes. San, and, San, and the, it's San Andreas fault, yeah. Right. But but that's it's like once every forty years that that hits. Right, like okay. like I, I I think this is a an area that is suffers earthquakes regularly, as we know. Also does Indonesia, uh, as you remember well from my stories. <laughs> that's the Ring of Fire, they call it down there. Um, because it's literally such an active tecton- really? tectonic place. There's earthquakes all the time. That's common, yeah. New Zealand as well. New Zealand, literally, it's always shaking, New Zealand. Right. Always shaking. But those, and Japan, but those places have the money and the infrastructure to build safer buildings. Right, so they don't fall down. So they don't fall down so quickly. And th- that's what's so horrific about the yeah, the, sto- the footage, the stories, the situation yeah. in, in Turkey and in Syria. Um, so anyway. it's on the border, right? It's on it's on the border of, of, of Syria and Turkey, right? I think that's where it was most affected. It runs right, yeah. right across. Right well, I, right I don't know where the fault line runs, right, okay. but where where this particular earthquake has affected is, yeah. is in, in between the two. Yeah, terrible. Anyway, let's try and move on to some slightly lighter topics. Well, actually, we're not going to do that. We're going to move on to a Tony rant because you touched on it just a second ago. Mate, you always you, say this. People well, yeah. just think I'm really miserable all the time. Hey, you are. Oh. Okay. You called me over the weekend. Fuming. Fuming. <laughs> Mate, I cannot stand how people drive in this country. It's got worse. So go on. What, what's your big issue? Well, a, a lot of things are my big issue. Okay. But you, you've you half touched on it. Driving in central London now is, is a full-on disaster. But I was calling you about the about motorway driving because that's what I... I did a lot of driving over the weekend. I went to... Um, Leicestershire, go and watch the football. Oh, hey, come uh, on, you I blues. I, I don't want to talk about that because we lost. Got a good idea. <laughs> Your team are crap. Uh, aren't they? Really bad, yeah. And, um, and then I went down to the New Forest because I went to see the Purasang. Oh, um, look at you. Yesterday. We can touch on that a little bit. We're not. We're going to save that because okay, I'm fine. driving it in a week. All right, let's so do that after. Talk about it afterwards. So I've done a, lot, done a lot of miles, a lot of motorway miles in the RS6, actually. Very lovely oh. on the motorway, that car. Must have been expensive. Aver- <laughs> no, average. 27 to the gallon. Bloody hell. Yeah. What are you doing? Cruising at 40 miles an hour? Well, I, I, even if I had a bin, I still would have overtaken all the wallies sitting on the overtaking lane, the third lane. So this is They're your, this is your, there. this was your complaint is that. That's so annoying, mate. You believe driving stands in the UK have got worse and now on our motorways, our highways, our autobahns, uh, people are clogging up. Hogging. Hogging our outside lane, which is supposed to be just purely an overtaking lane. The the highway code or the rules of the roads, you're supposed to be in the the inside lane. You can use the middle lane to overtake the inside lane. Or if you need to, you use the third lane Correct. to overtake the inside and the middle. It should all be on the inside lane, basically. But as soon as you've done that overtake, you should move back in. Correct. Now, there's obviously, you could argue that if you're approaching or catching a vehicle in front of you that you're going to overtake imminently, you could stay in that far lane for the a minute or whatever, you know, to, to, but if there, if you're, if it's an empty lane situation, if you're not actively overtaking, you shouldn't be in one of those two overtaking. Correct. Lanes. But in this country, everyone joins the motorway and goes straight to lane three or four and just sits there, just sits there. That was a lovely time. At, at 
67 or 68 mile an hour, 65 mile an hour. They're not even doing 70 mile an hour most of the time. So I was on the M1, which is one of the worst motorways for it, in four lanes of traffic. I was in lane two, and there's people driving slower than me in lane four. I mean... Just like literally, literally, mate, in a complete world of their own. There's like a a chain of six cars, all in lane four. Just sitting there. Yes. I mean, you know what I mean? I I, I was fuming. (laughs) I rang you up. (laughs) <laughs> you do something about raging. Yeah. I said, the problem is we can talk about this on the podcast, but then there will emerge some footage of me sitting in the F-Type at 60 miles an hour for 30 miles on the M1. I- I've definitely been at fault. I try as hard as I can. Like I-, I like to think that I'm not a lane hogger. And if I ever see anyone even approaching my rear mirrors, illegally speeding or not, I'm like, I get right out of the way. I try yeah. to be as good as possible. But there'll definitely be times when I haven't been paying attention and I've ended up sitting in that lane longer than I could have been. Yeah. I will freely put, put my hands up and admit that. But I see it far worse than what I'm doing, one million percent, and I get aggravated by it. So therefore, I hope to, I like to think that I'm not the worst offender. I mean, we, are, we have got, we're very lucky in this country because we've got one of the safest road networks in the world and the motorways as well. They are statistically the safest roads in the world just bumpy that yeah but they are very safe um but the 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 the, the driving standards are some of them mate and you know what there's even cars there's even actual cars that are actually worse defenders than other car makers. So the worst that I always see is Peugeot. If you've got a Peugeot, by the way, just don't drive. Get the bus. Like, throw the car away. Get the train or the bus or fly. Do anything. Just don't get in your car. They're the worst drivers ever. The other ones, hybrid, Toyota, Uber drivers. Oh, yes. No, but Uber drivers in general. Uber drivers in general just so far up their own bums. Just think they rule the road. They do whatever they like. And don't get me started on Uber drivers in central London. I actually think Range Rovers. Not I was, That was my third one. Yeah, but often old Range Rovers. Yeah. But do you know what that is? The Range Rover is for completely the different reason of the, the, the Uber driver and the Peugeot driver. Yeah. The Range Rover is, I'm in a Range Rover... I'm in a great big Jeep and I am not moving. Well, I'm so blocking the road. I can I can tell you what my my dad used to obviously have all those Range Rover Sports. Wasn't that at all because he's not that mentality, but his was, I hate driving. <laughs> I'm miserable. <laughs> I've bought this very expensive car that I don't know if I even like, but it's very comfortable. Yeah. And if I just join the motorway and just get on the into that fast lane, I don't have to do anything for 70 miles. They just drive itself. I can just sit here. Yeah, I'll put adaptive cruise control on. Radio 4, I don't have to pay attention. Yeah, and I've got to be here, but... Yeah, I've got to be here. Yeah. There's nothing to do about it, but I'm not going to move lanes. <laughs> oh, that's exhausting. I think that's Range Rovers. Yeah. But, you know, what can we do? We can sit here and moan and complain. We're not going to change anything. Well... This is, this is just... I see people complain about Twitter all the time. Yeah. You know, we're lucky we get to go into mainland Europe and see how people really use their their motorway network or their yeah. auto route network, and it makes sense. Overtaking then, get out of the way, and I say, I tried my best, but... Sometimes you just get caught in that train. That's the other thing which is hard, is let's say you get caught in that train of people going 60, 62 miles an hour, but you've then also got traffic in the middle lane. What are you supposed to do? Like aggressively cut in between nonstop? 
because you then up, um, uh, end up undertaking, which is also not permitted. Yeah. So it's a, anyway, it, it's the mess. It's a mess, but yeah. rant over. I know. Um, there's one more little bit. Oh, oh sorry. There's another thing that really please. annoys me. Annoys me ju- just as much as that. Lorries overtaking other lorries yeah. on two carriageways. So one's doing 55 and one's doing 56. Now, I understand I'm probably going to upset some lorry drivers because I'm sure some of you are. But honestly, what does one mile... And actually, it's dangerous, by the way, because if, it's a, if there's a, an emergency vehicle trying to get past on a two... One lorry's doing 55 and one lorry's doing 56. You're holding a queue of traffic up... There's nothing you can do about it. You've got to sit there. You, you either break or come back in, which you obviously don't want to do, or you sit there and wait till you overtook, which takes 25 minutes because you're doing one mile an hour faster than the truck in front. Tony. Which is which it, it's Tony, infuriating. If you were a lorry driver, would you not be launching every other lorry on the road? No. Yes, shut up. You, I'm sorry, would be there maxing out RPMs and speed on your lorry. Get out of the way. I'm coming through. Well, I wouldn't do it. It's just, yeah, no. It annoys me so no, much. No, you are caught in a lie there, my friend. <laughs> you would be launching everyone. I I am not going to tackle lorry drivers like you on that one. Oh, that okay. one, I will just, you know, that's what it is. Um, oh, just quickly, uh, Johnny Smith is watching over on Recast live. Uh, in case lots of our regular viewers have forgotten, we live stream these recording sessions every week on our recast page. And Johnny said, uh, how are you finding the manual in the GT3? Any regrets? I'm looking at a 718 GT4 and torn due to the long ratios. Any advice? I absolutely adore the manual in the GT3. That's also long-legged. Um, and obviously as a six-speed, it means you rev pretty high on the on the It's not as long-legged stuff. as the GT4 but though. That's what I was going to say. The GT4 is another level. I would have a PDK GT4. Yeah, so would I. And I've got one in stock, so I'll go and have a look. There you go, Johnny. Uh, um, now let's move on because uh, actually... Today's a bit of a Q&A episode, so well time, Johnny, with your interruption. Um, but uh, it, it's a bit of a Q&A episode. We, we've got two sort of update episodes this week, and then next week, I'm not going to tell you what we're going to be doing, but, well, no, anyway, stay tuned. <laughs> uh, 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 we just thought we'd, yeah, battle through some questions, because it's not really the start of a new year, but it sort of is, and we haven't caught up with you all for a while. So, we're just going to dive into this and see where it takes us. Uh, Curtis Docks, future classics, what would you invest in today? It's a good old question. I've got a few that I'm going to kickstart with whilst Tony racks his brains. Future classics. Future classics, yeah. So I'm going to say it, and Tony's going to scoff at all of them. Uh, Alpha GTA and 8AM, so the hardcore Julia GTAs. Uh, really? Yep. Golf R32, already starting going up, the Mark IV. And I thought one the other day, I went, oh, that's going to be a classic in the future. Mm. I'd love to say Alpha 4C, but I just don't believe it. I don't believe that that car's going to be 50, 60 grand again in 10 years' time. Do you know what I mean? I don't think people are going to look back and go, oh, that was a... I don't know why, and I sound so sour, but... Yeah, so yeah, so I'm going to say Alpha GTA and AM. I would put Project in that, but you're just going to rip me apart, so I'm just not going to have that conversation. And uh, yeah, the Well, that's only gone one way down. R32 Golf. I'd agree with the R32 Golf, nice, for sure. Nice. I wouldn't necessarily agree with the others. Okay. Absolutely not. What would you say? What What do you see that you think that's going a bit undervalued, underappreciated, that could flip? <sighs> I mean, it's really hard to... I honestly think, uh, uh, if you're going really up in values, I think um, 
a nine eighteen's a big good value going forward. <laughs> all right, we're not all millionaires, mate. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, is that when you look at the other two, or P one, not necessarily, but a good laugh is two point two, two point three million. The the nine eighteen. I know there's a lot more of them, but but it's still a comparable car. It's half price. You got the Carrera GT, which is fetching a fortune for overtaking the 918 in terms of which values. is ludicrous when you think about it but but yeah it has um i'll tell you i'll tell you what i do think will actually be good news modern classic mm-hmm. if there's a good one with good mileage 458 interesting yeah because they're still fairly reachable for a lot of people when you look at a speciali mm-hmm. um a good speciali now is three fifty. Mm-hmm. They do fluctuate up and down, but but a good one is three fifty. There are some around that people are asking four hundred. I think that's ludicrous. But um, when you think a four five eight is a good four five eight, one forty, one fifty, under ten thousand miles, good car with proper history from a Ferrari dealer. As they become less and less. And what they represented with the McLaren 4C thing. 12C. 12C. MP4-12C. Yeah. Yeah. They changed the supercar market, Mm -hmm. them cars. Mm -hmm. So um, I I would say a 458 would be a good shout. Yeah, supercar territory. We've mentioned the 675LT quite a few times. I think 12C's got a shout if you can find one that works. Um, I think M2CS is a bit of a a BMW M2CS. You know, the sort of is a little bit overlooked sometimes and a bit quiet and forgotten, but could be one of those weird ones that in 10 years time, people, you know, look at uh, M3 GCS, the orange one. What's that? E92, is it? Yeah. I mean, they go from like hundreds of thousands now. Yeah. So I think there could be a market for that. Um, but, the, but then if you're going to go on that, then then look at the M4 GTS and the DTM then. But I don't that- think weirdly they're as special because what well, DTM was just a wing and a, and a stripe, wasn't it? Yeah. And GTS was... Not very good. Not very good. Whilst the M2CS, I think, is regarded as the ultimate of that. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
bar. Depends how the new M2 does. But they say that about a GT4 RS, the ultimate. Yeah, that might be one. I'm not sure. Well, GT4 did you RS? see the spy shots, by the way, of the Boxster Spider RS? No. Sorry, Boxster Spider, the spy, 718 Spider RS. Yeah. Spy shots of that, getting it sort of promo photos done in the desert somewhere. They've obviously, the hard thing for them was you've got those side intakes on the GT4 RS. Yeah, yeah. to replicate. So they're, they're, they're scoops on the spider. So on the sort of tunnels behind your head, they're like sort of external scoops. Um, so I think that's that must be getting unveiled any second now. And then I saw some more rumours. Actually, maybe Shmi tweeted this. They're then going to do a 718R, which will be a manual version of these RS variants. So a bit like a 911R. Exactly. Same thing. concept. The top, top spec, but in a manual that could be another. Variant. That could be another car, 911R, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. That could be one. And Speedster. Yeah. And on one Speedster. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, Alex Curie. Do you think Ferrari or supercar makers will ever do a circa 500 horsepower lightweight car again? Nope. <laughs> Why would they? Why would they? are not going to go backwards, are they? I would love them to. I've you know those long rumored returns of the Ferrari Dino. You know, a sort of baby entry level Ferrari that would replace Portofino, Rome. But I don't see it happening. No, the problem is cars are getting heavier and heavy, heavier and heavier, which means. You know they need to put more power in them. So f- for that reason, I I don't really don't see them. They're not just going to go all engine, are they nowadays? And it's a sort of ch- cheapens the brand if you if you watch because what are you going to say like oh here we go we've made a sort of lighter, less powerful but real driver focused car. So therefore, theoretically, it's got to be cheaper. But then they're not going to do that. They're not going to suddenly come out with a 150 grand Ferrari. No chance. It might be a special limited something, but it's, they're going to make it 500 grand because it is a special limited something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see it. I think what what we're seeing more and more is that what were the 300 horsepower sports cars are becoming 500 horsepower yeah. sports cars. So, you know, they're replacing that. So uh, help me out here. But, um, yeah. What what's got five hundred horsepower these days? But GT three. No no no. Yeah of course. But okay, what's got four hundred horsepower? Well, how much has an A forty five S got? Four twenty. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. Three hundred. Yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Same as an RS three four hundred. Yeah, which yeah. is more than my three sixty. So yeah. so uh, I think that's what that's what's going to be happening. Faster more. than your three sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Genuinely, literally. Schmeichel. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, other than cars, what are your hobbies? Well, I'm a big football fan. Big football fan. Big football Come fan. Come on, you. Spurs. Spurs. Big Tottenham. F- big football. Fo- <laughs> I'd love to take you to a football game. It's the funniest thing ever. Um, yeah, big football game. I like playing football as well. But other than that, really, like... Where do you play my, when you play football? What position? Goal? No. You're not a goalie? No, I, I saw you as a goalie. Play up front. No, you do not. I do, yeah. Well, because you don't have to run as much. No, I run, run a lot, mate. I'd be surprised, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just a bit old now, but yeah, I can still play. What? what, what? Ask Paul Wallace. I was, was going to try and ask you some football. I was no, like, you can't do I was it. like, what, what? No, no, no. I've don't, got nothing. Don't, don't ask me anything. And obviously, um, moat racing. So yeah. Like, and oddly, I like snooker as well. You like snooker yeah. playing or watching? Uh, both. I used to play snooker. A lot when I was younger. Really? Like a lot, mate. When yeah. you weren't cracking snooker things over people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, so I had my own cue and No, you did not. I did, yeah, was yeah. Was it engraved? Uh no. But no, I had okay. I, it was it was made to me. I went to a Shut special up. shop. Ah oh, yeah, that's I used amazing. To regularly get like I know it's not like professional, but I'd regularly get like fifty breaks and all that. 
when I was a kid, when I was younger, like 18, nine, like I was okay at snooker. <laughs> That's incredible. So actually now, like I, obviously I don't really play anymore. I can, I can still play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, a bit, ru- bit rusty. A bit rusty, yeah. but yeah, I can, I can Could still Could you swindle play. some people out of money? Could you go and be like, oh, fancy go to snooker and then uh, yeah. clean up? Yeah, I'd think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Paul as well. Yeah. But snooker's loads harder than Paul. Um, What's the difference? Uh, well, it's a bigger table and... Okay. and it's just just harder. Okay, pocket sure. pockets are smaller, balls okay. are smaller, um, um, and yeah, I used to play a lot. That's amazing. Yeah, and then yeah. do you watch? I profes- love I love watch like because really? I used to play it. it. There is such an art in it's it's so underrated. Mm-hmm. Like professional snooker, especially the like, the pr- the pros and like like uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan and the the, the proper pros. Yeah. They're like incredible, mate. Wow. It's like amazing. I had no idea about that. Yeah. <laughs> Funny snooker. Yeah. I don't want to watch it with you, by the way. No, um, no, no, no. Thanks for the invite. You have, uh, to, be, you have to be into it. Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. I wouldn't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, what are my hobbies? Uh, music. Music's always been a huge hobby of mine. Like a total music. You used to be in a band, thing. everyone, by the way. You used to be in a band. When he had hair. Rock and roll. And hair, everyone. Yeah, had proper hair. <laughs> used, to, used to bleach it every now and again. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, still, still massively into my music. Don't go to that much live music, but I just like... You know, I'm like, I like the emotional tracks. And then film. I actually would say film more than music these days. I am film kind of obsessed. Um, so I will consume a lot of film, but I'll also Who's like... Who's your favourite actor at the moment or in general? Oh, that's such a difficult question. No, it's not. I, I have a favourite. I, no, no, I don't have a favourite. I admire many because I admire the craft of acting. Me too. So I, I it sounds... Obvious, but I think DiCaprio is fantastic. Fair. I think Brad Pitt career, Brad Pitt's career has been interesting. Um, I would say DiCaprio is a better actor than I, I would Pitt. agree. But if you look at Brad Pitt's longevity and what he's now doing at this stage of his career, it's pretty fascinating and interesting. And the roles he's taking on and bedding into, I don't know. I think he's doing interesting stuff. I think Ben Affleck's also been fascinating in terms of his career trajectory. Um, I I get more obsessed with the art of filmmaking. Oh, I was going to say you get more obsessed with women actresses. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you know. Know. <laughs> they do have different uh, qualities that appeal. What's that lady? What's that lady in the Bond film that that you? Uh, uh, what's her name? I don't know. Uh, I can't because no, I think she's really amazing Should as we well. Google it? Oh right, uh, Anna de Armas. Yeah, yeah, she is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like genuinely. I'm not going to say anything more about that. Yeah. Uh, um, but no, anyway, so yeah, I, I just love film and independent film, Hollywood film, uh, but more so, yeah, the act of putting a film together. And, and so that that's kind of, I think most of my time, if I'm not doing car stuff, I'm kind of yeah, engaged. I know a little bit about that because my mate works on films. Yeah, he sort of told me bits and pieces, but yeah, it's fascinating. What I can't get my head around is the money they waste. Well, the money they waste and the time they waste. The time they waste, yeah. Like, I think people have no idea how outrageously boring a film set can be. And you know you know what the most incredible thing is as well? The top actors as well. And, and by the way, I, Denzel Washington's my favourite actor. Fair. I think he's incredible. Yeah, incredible. Um, is how they're normal people, then when they get called, 
they go straight into actor mode. Well, but also it's it so depends because like you have method actors like Daniel yeah. Day Lewis who yeah. literally disappear for three years and become the character, and he turns up, and you have to call him the character, yeah. the name of the character, yeah. and, and then the other people who can turn it on and off. But then you have someone like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who I absolutely adore, but yeah. essentially plays himself in every single film. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, you have, yeah. It, it's it's about being. Are you a Hollywood superstar? Yeah. Are you a movie star? Are you an actor? Are you an actor? Like yeah. there's so many different levels of, yeah. of the craft. Um, and and it, it is super interesting, I think, in the way you pull on experiences. And oh, it's, you've got to be a bit of a weird, beige, flopsy character, yeah, first personal yeah. person to then take on so many personalities. But I think yeah. Tom Hank is another one as well. He's Tom Hanks is brilliant. I mean, actor. all the big superstars you can think of are for a reason. Yeah, those yeah. kind of superstars. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, back to cars. Uh, Oliver Lambrex, uh, is the 997 generation Porsche the one to go and buy right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to say, Oliver. I think the 997 generation is, is, a, is a good option right now. They're great value. You've got a range of cars. They bought the GTS out for 997.2 got turbo generations you got 997.1 i know tony's gonna poo on but actually is still half decent because of the bore scoring so if you are going to get a 997 get the dot two so if you can yeah you say, i mean the 996 has bore scoring but every car's a bit different you just got to keep on it, it yeah it's not a disaster but they've obviously now offered the porsche communication the pccm plus so you can get apple carplay and all that stuff like that into the 997 yeah generation. yeah yeah so it is a good bet but yeah. i wouldn't say like, that's the 911 to go and buy right now yeah. but if you want reliability and you can and you are looking at a 997, get the dot two. So yeah, pre pre two thousand late two thousand and eight oh nine onwards. Agreed. And get the GTS. Uh, anyway. Um, I used to have one of them, by the way. They're so nice. I had a white convertible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, convertible. Yeah, I had a white convertible. You like a convertible 911. I did you? back then. I I, I, I don't uh, yeah, I, I I don't like convertibles okay. now. Uh Lammy Pammy Botterhammy. What a name. Uh, more on synthetic fuels. Well, funny you should say that, Lammy Pammy Hobotahammy. Um, lots more coming. It feels like this year, suddenly everyone's gone, oh, synthetic fuels. Like I saw a piece on Harry's Garage, Harry Metcalf. I think Evo did a piece on it. Like suddenly everyone's gone to synthetic fuels. We've been talking about it for a year. We've been here for a year. Like, <laughs> welcome to the conversation. Um, that's me doing what you did last week. Yeah. Blowing smoke up my own ass. Um, but, yeah, but it's generally true. It's generally true. Yeah. And, and lots more to come. Uh, obviously, I did some work with P1 at the end of last year, or no, midway through last year, putting their synthetic fuels in the 360. They've got some really exciting stuff coming up this year, so I'm hoping to jump on board with some of their activations uh, this year. And maybe, you know what? I was like, I should do an epic synthetically fueled journey. Like, I said to them, get a support vehicle and let's just drive to like the Arctic Circle and just do it all on synthetic fuel. What a vibe. Uh, anyway, that's what needs to be worked out. But obviously, uh, major companies and manufacturers are getting involved. Porsche, we know, with their synthetic fuel company. Yeah, yeah. So there's lots to come on this channel and on my main channel. Synthetic fuels is going to be a big theme for 2023. So don't worry, watch this space. Motec. Oh, what's going on, the boys at Motec? Um, Motec do amazing work uh, in and around BMWs and uh -huh. other makes, I think. But anyway, they've asked uh, BMW subscription for added extras like heated seats and auto headlights. So we've seen a lot of chat about this. Yeah, Audi are on it as well. Audi. What are your thoughts about the, th the, the theory that you can go buy a car and then you go, oh, I should have optioned or I wanted heated seats. And they go, well, that's $7.95 a month, sir. Yeah, so that's what, obviously what they're trying to get people on is on subscription now. So... And for them, actually cheaper because what they'll do is they'll just make every car the same and then just switch on via Bluetooth or however they do it, what you want and when you want it. There's a little bit of a grey area in 
how they completely do it because what if they what if you don't buy the car from them and it's not on their finance package then what have you got to do you then pay the finance package if you got to then call them and then get a subscription on top of the finance package so the mo- the new car sales is going to change greatly over the next five years mainly because a lot of them want to go to agency mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is online so they all want to be like apple and amazon i think land rover just announced that didn't they mercedes have already started yeah started in january sure uh i don't know the figures yet but we're going to wait a while but i will come on and talk about that once i know a little bit more we're just going to let them run for a while and see how they are land rover are going from 2024 i think so I yeah and they're yeah. like different so they're going to be their own brands, aren't they? Like Defender's going to be its own Correct. brand, Range Rover's going to be its own yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah. So they're not. Yeah, again, they're going to make the dealers spend even more on remodeling the showrooms after they've just. Spent I just went. I went to the one million. in Mayfair to the yeah. SV boutique. It's actually super nice. I bet it is. Yeah, like a yeah. real luxury boutique. Yeah. Um, so, so, what, but what, you think it's a good? You think it's a good idea? Well, the subscription thing, or you think it's a bit a bit messy? It's j- it's just another way to get some more money out of people, yeah. basically. That's that's what it'll be. It'll be, we're going to make a car. They're going to put all the options on it, and you can have whatever you... They'll make it sound like they're doing you all a favour, but actually it's not. They're doing, because they're, they're doing them a favour. On basic math, let's say you've got a 20 grand car, and originally you're going to go and put five grand worth of options on it, so you're going to be a 25 grand car. So if you buy the car base spec, it's going to cost you 150 quid a month. If you buy it spec'd up, it's going to be 175 quid a month. Yeah. So this model is, well, well you've got your 150 quid a month car, and then you're going to add three pounds a month for your heated seats. To, so it's basically going to end up the same, two pounds a month for your windscreen wipers. Mate. And yeah, you're going yeah. to end up, oh, well, there you go, 175 pounds. So yeah. actually, it shouldn't affect you theoretically as much as maybe you would yeah. think. Um, Haley Wixie, Wixie, dad life. Let's talk about push chairs, car seats, and all the gadgets. I actually want to do a dad episode um, because I think it's it's blown my mind. Firstly, it's amazing our time change. I never ever thought I'd hear that come <laughs> out of your mouth. <laughs> hey, you must have at some point. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I've, I've I didn't think you had it in you originally. Years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <How rude. laughs> um, but yeah, blown my mind how much gear and gizmos, firstly, are out there and available. Yeah. But also, like the option. But also, what's blown my mind is how much space it all takes up. Correct. We've got an X3 as the family car. By the time that the the base for the push chairs in there, which is an upper baby for those that want to know, <laughs> the bassinet, because she's obviously still a wee one, so you need a bassinet, the swivelly ISOFIX car seat base, uh-huh. and then the car seat itself. And the bags. Don't forget she's got to have a bag. Well, but that's just to go for a walk, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no room for anyone. No one can sit in the front seat anymore unless you've got no legs. So Twiggy's claimed the front seat. Vicky's in the back, which I think is probably safer anyway. But if we wanted to load up for a weekend away, we've got to rent a Range Rover. Yeah. yeah that's insane. How do people with A3s or Golfs do it? They don't, they, they don't have all that stuff. What do you mean? Everyone has to have a pushchair yeah, and a well, car seat. Oh, well, they don't have as big ones then. No, I mate, I, I spent months buying the smallest one I could. It was my criteria of when folded, it needs to take up as least space in the car as possible because I have stupid cars. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got an A3 or a hatchback and you've got children, a baby, baby, put in the comments how you get on, please, because we'd like to know. So would this, what's his name? Hayley Wakesy. It's a lady. Could be. Hard to know on Instagram. Yeah. And it's 2023. Could be they. 
Haley would be a they there. Haley would be a nice boy's name, actually. Haley. I think there are a few Haley's. Yeah, aren't there? be be cool, be cool, wouldn't it? You'd be a rocker. Yeah, rock and roll. Haley, yeah. Haley Wixie. Yeah. Front lead singer of It's like Alice Cooper. Yeah. That's no, a cool Go name. On, Alice. What a legend. Yeah. Uh Reese and Peas. That's good. Is that- Reese and Peas. Because I guess it's called Reese. Oh right. It's got okay. Reese and Peas. Uh, have you considered removing the wooing of your GT3? Absolutely not. Not for one second. What about uh, the seats? Tony <laughs> <laughs> said, what about the seats? What a dick. Where's your GT3, mate? Oh, I just Still don't can't want one can you? Um, oh, I can't afford anything. I'm skint. Yeah, we know that. Uh, there was a whole thing when 9-inch GT3 came out. That people went, oh, actually, it's really easy to remove the rear wing. Just four bolts and a few screws and off you go. Yeah. Uh, and it looked like a touring, but with a nice little ducktail. And, and to be fair, like it did look all right. But I've said before... Crash. And I, I'm not just saying it because I own a winged car, but I think the winged 992 looks better than the touring. I think the touring is too aggressive um, with the rear diffuser. So I, I'm happy with the winged car. But also, yes, I spoke to two or three people that did this. And they're like, over 70 miles an hour, death you lose all stability on the rear end because, don't forget the touring, has that active rear wing that rises up and it's a big old active rear wing. So if you lose that, you've got no stability on the rear end. And they said it's like that feeling when you know when you go past a lorry, you spoke about this earlier, on the motorway and you get that gush of wind. It's the same sort of thing, basically. So uh, I have absolutely no plans to do that at all. Chandler2997, would either of you ever do the Gumball Rally? No. No, why not? No chance, mate. Why not, why not? Because I could not think of anything worse than firstly driving on the motorway all day and then landing somewhere and getting pissed all night and then getting up the next day and doing it all again. No way, mate. I have to agree, it's my worst nightmare. And mine. I've been on a few rallies. I did mobball a couple of times, which I, which I enjoyed, but then it is just, you're just driving from party to party. Yeah. And I'm not a big partier. No. I'm definitely not at the level of gumballers who go and spend hundreds of thousand dollars every night. It sort of feels like slightly a pissing contest as who can spend more, who can be more. When are you waving, yeah. It feels like that a bit from the outside. I've never done it, so I can't say. Yeah. But then, yeah, to be like so hungover and you then somehow got to get yourself onto the next. And they're like, 10 hour driving days yeah it's not like i'll just drive three hours down the road like they do mammoth stints yeah and so either you can't party because you're going to drive the next day or you've just got to feel like crap in an uncomfortable car because it's gumball so you've probably taken yourself an event to svj or an sf90 it's going why are we in there so yeah it has never appealed to me no interestingly but is there potential for a behind-the-glass rival rally? Hello, watch this space. Yeah, but uh, it wouldn't be on motorways, by the way. It would not be, which no just means joke. a load of crashes. Um, David Cousins, I'm buying my first Porsche. Help me. <laughs> what, financially? I, I or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we can, David. What's your budget? Yeah. What, kind of thing? what do you okay, want? Okay, let's, let's assume. Let's assume he's got like a 60 or 70k budget. GT4. No, I'm going to say... Cayman, 718 Cayman GTS. I think if it's your first Porsche, don't go in at GT4. Why? Because there are better Porsches in the range that aren't so focused. GT4 is a bit too much. If you've never spent time in and around a Porsche, I think you'd be like, oh, it's a bit rattly. It's a bit hardcore on the road. It's a bit noisy. It's a bit long geared. It's not very fast until you rev it out. It's not very fast at all. Well, there you go. So I would actually say, actually scrap the 718 GTS, go and buy either a 991.2 GTS or a 992 Carrera S. 
it's going to do everything. It's your first That's Porsche. 100 grand though. So it's a 901.2 GTS, right? Oh yeah, that blows my budget. <laughs> Sorry, good point. Sorry, yes, of course. What did I do? Um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't have a GT4. I don't know. I, I would have a, if it's my first Porsche, oh, I'll go back to what I said earlier, 997.2 GTS. Oh, they're still 60 odd grand. Yeah. Be, be, be easy, 60 odd grand. There you go, done. Tick the box. No, not for me. If you haven't got a budget, go and buy a Turbo S, do one. Go buy a 918 Spider. Um, yeah. And yeah. then last uh, specific question from Ovi Motive. How to start a YouTube channel for your supercar collection? Is it worth it? <sighs> it was never worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, these questions always, they don't frustrate me, but I, I, I kind of want to be brutal with you because if you want to start a YouTube channel, that's great. And I'm all for people starting YouTube channels. It is an amazing thing to be able to do and have fun with. But you've got to be most. You, you've got to have a desire to do it. You've got to have an idea. You can't just sit at home and go. Oh, I want to start a YouTube channel. What's it going to be about? Like, what? What was my? Because, well, what's your motivation in general? Like, surely you want to create something. Maybe you've got a supercar collection, and just get filming it. Like, like just crack on. Like, make videos that you want to make. What do you want to share? What do you want to show your friends? Like, what would you want to see? If you're literally at square one, going like, I've got no idea, then you're probably not the thing to do. It's a creative space. You can't sit there being like, oh, I want to be a pop star. How do I get started? Well, can you sing? <laughs> like, like, what kind of music do you want to make? Like, how do you want to be produced? What do you want to look like? It's too difficult to literally, you've got to have some kind of creative idea or motivation. We spoke about him before we started recording. Matt Armstrong, absolute genius and legend and has yeah. proven there is still so much opportunity with an automotive in YouTube. The guy is just absolutely blown up over the last 12 months and deservedly so. His content is epic and all around the world. People are freaking out about it. And it's not necessarily anything revolutionary. There are other channels globally doing similar things, but he founds his own style, his own way of editing and producing and cars and things that he was passionate about. And that you've got to be passionate. So you're sitting there, if you're saying, oh, how to start YouTube for your, super if you've got a supercar collection, you must love your cars, then just start making videos about how much you love your cars. Don't overthink it. Passion is what's going to lead the way forward. That's what's going to get you views is if you're passionate. Look at Train Guy, the guy on TikTok. He just loves trains. No idea. If No, the guy that Paul always says oh, yeah. about trains. Yeah, he loves them, yeah. If somebody said to you, oh yeah, there's going to be a guy who's going to upload videos like train spotting and yeah. freaking out, you'd be like, what, what weirdo. Yeah. But he, it's infectious, infectious yeah. excitement. So and people love him because of it, yeah. It doesn't matter what you want to start your channel on as long as you're passionate. Yeah. You can literally start on putting together IKEA furniture, on tying shoelaces in funny ways, whatever it is. But if you're passionate, you're going to have fun, you're going to enjoy it, you're going to be creative and people are going to enjoy following along. So What we don't advise that you do is do it because you've been sold the dream by social media. Well, exactly it, it that. ain't what it seems. You're not going to make tons of money. Nope. You're not going to become famous. All of these things, like it, it is a schlog. And for every Matt Armstrong, there are a million channels that never get more than 100 subscribers. And he, and, and he does well because of him. Yeah. That's so, the reason why he's done well. Because exactly it, because that. Because people are drawn to his personality and, it, uh, and he created something that not many people have been able to do. And that's why he's blown up. And also, if you look at it, he's created a channel in 2013. 10 years. Yeah. I don't know if he's been uploading for 10 years, but you know, it's not an overnight thing. So 
Yeah, yeah just I, I want to promote people to be creative and to get out there and start channels. I think it's brilliant. I'm just trying to be as brutally honest with you as possible. Yeah. That if you are not a creative person, if you are not a passionate person or you're not passionate about the topic that you want to make a channel, it's going to go nowhere. Yeah. Because I've met so, started a channel and they're going, hi, um, this is, this is my Ford Mustang, five litre. And you're like, they're yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, and the final thing that I wanted to mention, which is a question that was submitted a thousand times over, and I think probably is an episode, but also we've done it in an episode. Best all-round car. Everyone always wants to know what is the ultimate one-car garage, and I'm talking like reasonable, forty to sixty grand one-car garage. I but actually reasonable older a minute. Sorry, because, yeah, because that, I'm out of touch. Yeah, because that that's reasonable to people that earn that sort of money mate there's plenty of Fair. people that watch this channel that that earn 25 grand a year they can't afford a 40 or 60 grand car totally fair. so Sorry, that was Adam. that that need that needs, like chirons that, yeah <laughs> like like uh, you know i'd i'd always say the best all-round car every day you wouldn't necessarily glee, agree one of them is a is an m5 comp you've got an rs6 which i drive at the moment Range Rover, but they're all like ninety hundred grand. Sports car would always say Turbo S, hundred and eighty grand. It's really hard to segregate what is because everyone has a different budget. Yeah, what's and, the and best? What's the best car for a grand? And at each budget, there are different cars and options. Yeah, yeah. I, I my default is M three forty i touring. Fair. It is that is it will just tick every single box, but it's going to leave you a little bit disheartened if you're someone who's into real sports cars. Fifty grand that car. Exactly. So yeah, yeah if you're if you're so yeah, every budget's going to be different, and also I don't think there's an ultimate answer because every car's going to be slightly compromised yeah. in some shape or form. So. Yeah. If there was the ultimate all-rounder, we'd all have one. Yeah. <laughs> it's fundamentally the truth. Um, so I wanted to address it, but it's, it, it's impossible to answer, I think. Um, but anyway, those were a handful of the questions which, uh, which got submitted. Let me just see if anyone else on uh, Recast uh, has submitted anything through. Uh, a few thumbs oh, up oh, and positive. Oh, so uh, I was at Ferrari yesterday, actually. Um, oh, yeah? I saw my old car. Oh, which one? My, we didn't even know each other then. It was the first proper Ferrari that I'd ever bought. No way. Yeah, yeah. It was a four five eight. It was a twenty twelve car. Bought it from uh, Colchester as a as a used car. But it wasn't that old. It was like eighteen months, two years old. And it's now turned up at, at the New Forest, nearly ten years later. That's with, mad. With like another seven or eight thousand miles on it. Tempted to buy it back. But get someone said that to me yesterday. Yeah. Get this, it's only five grand cheaper than what I paid for it nearly 10 years ago. Shut up. I give 165 grand for that car eight years ago. That's and it's insane. now 160 grand. That is insane. So I could, have, I could have had that car, drove it for eight years, done 9,000 miles in it, and basically got my money back. <laughs> Mad, isn't it? Ferraris. Yeah, yeah, Ferrari, yeah. yeah. I mean, happy days. Yeah. It's incredible. Were you t for half a second? Did you go out? I did look at car. it and thought, flipping hell, like that is a really not because it was, it was real. I saw it straight away because it was very distinctive. It was a, a scooter ear red, black yeah. roof, red brake calipers, big wheels, had the nice diamond cut wheels. And I spotted it a mile off because okay. there wasn't many scooter ear red ones around, sure. especially with Nero roof. So I, I said, that's my old car. 
And at first he said, oh, no, it can't be. I said, who supplies it? He said, Lancaster. I said, I bet it's my old car. Tell me the reg. Mm. And it was. That's amazing. Amazing, yeah. So funny. Um, anyway, well, look, yes, we're going to draw an end to today's episode. Um, thank you so much for all of you that submitted questions. Um, uh, super good just to, well, I guess things do a little things, uh, do things a little bit differently. Um, next few weeks, I've got a lot of travel ahead. Oh, my God. First, I've got an understanding why. But uh, don't worry, it does mean that we will still be smashing out the episodes. Um, but there's going to be an annoying amount of stuff which I can't really talk about because um, of embargoes and upload schedules and things like that. But uh, keep your eyes peeled on my Instagram uh, for next week's episode because we're going to do an announcement ahead of that. And something else I wanted to mention. Oh, yes, after the chicken flag. We'll be coming to recast very shortly. We're going to be doing an update uh, around testing before the season kicks off, Paul and I. So, uh, yes, thank you so much to those of you who've watched the live stream over on Recast. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to follow Tony on social media, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. And we'll be back with you for another episode live on Recast and on all of our other players next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 